<laughs> I see a load now. Hey, how's it going? Welcome back to the Cross the Cowboys podcast. We, I hate to break it to you. Paul's not here. It's really sad for us to have, but guess what? We do have the best um, the best co-host in the world, Mike the Pig uh, Crumb. How's it going, Mike? I showed up. I showed up for work. Man, not showing up for work, people being late. I mean, how unprofessional. Who does that? I don't know, man. Hey, there's two of us here. We're here. Like, everything's set up, so I don't know. Maybe it's just the guy in the chat or anything, I guess. Yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's given up on Dallas, so he's going to be the host of the fantasy show only, and he's <laughs> leaving you to be the uh, the host. I'm surely not hosting. I did that one time. I was like, no, we just want to have a podcast today. I was <laughs> awful, so luckily you're a lot better than I am. Hey, we're both here. That's all that matters. Where can we find you, Mike? Uh, at CD Piglet, letter C, letter D, Piglet, nice and easy. And looking over here to see the Lakers score the preseason game. You're going to see him do that all night, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brendan Smith. You can find me at Brendan underscore Smith 26. So, you know, uh, beside, before we get into all the you know, awful stuff that happened last night, let's get into one of the better parts, Meatless Monday. I um I didn't eat. Who could eat after that? After watching that, you have no appetite. It was terrible. I think I had some cereal. Like I haven't eaten yet dinner yet, so I don't know what I'm gonna have. But bad, bad day. Not a good eating day. Like I didn't want to cook something nice, and yeah, I did go. I did. I put on my Disney Tommy uh, Hilfiger. And I put on my expensive Jordans when I went to the store, which I typically don't do to just go to the store and look for stuff. But I needed to feel better after <laughs> yesterday. So I was like, I'm going to dress up in nice stuff when I go out. Yeah, no. Hey, Jordan's right about being short. You said it earlier, but we only watch like three quarters of football, basically. So, you know. Yeah. If Cowboys played only three quarters, basically, and that's, you know, they kind of played. Uh, then we don't have to go a full hour in the podcast. So we're let, <laughs> let's let's get this one done. All right. Well, let's start it off. Who's the blame for this loss? Uh, let let's let's blame San Francisco. They're a more talented team. They're better coached. They have a better GM. Um, and so they kicked our butt. And uh, the players didn't play well for Dallas. The coaches weren't as prepared. Um, San Francisco's team is better. So, you know, I, I'm going to blame San Francisco for being better. But the, if if we're narrowing Dallas down, there is a lot of blame to go there. So it's easier just to put it on how much better the, the 49ers are. Well, I'll go with more generalized the entire team for Dallas, everybody. But I'll go with, you know, the title of the show. It's Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> Who's the biggest of blame? He's just a genius. He coached around both Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy like it was nothing. Yeah. First first drive, easy touchdown. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be bad. And he's like, oh, he'll he'll play with you a little bit. You get a couple stops. No, he's there to win. It's it's too easy. Tell well, me, um, after the first drive, they scored a touchdown, and then Dak missed Schoonmaker on that first Dallas drive. I I. Did you get a feeling right? Because I looked over at Mitch and I was like, oh, man, this could get bad. My, Mitch, my brother, for yeah. those that, that don't know. Yeah, and look who's um, here, actually, in the chat. <laughs> oh, shoot, is that really my brother? That'd be kind of creepy if it wasn't. 
Yeah, that's hilarious. But yeah, we just we 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 were like, right as right at that first drive, touchdown, and then three and out. It was like a man. This could this could be bad, and and it turned out that way. Unfortunately, yeah. no. That first drive, I'm tired of Schoonmaker already. It's week five, and I am tired of him. <laughs> Dak could Dak throw the ball a little bit better, yeah, but Ferguson's coming down with those. He's uh he he that one that one I gotta put on Dak. That was a bad throw. Yeah. But Schoonmaker doesn't not deserve he's had issues through oh. the whole year. He's had drops consistently. Um he basically has been a decent blocker, and that that's about it through five weeks. I feel like uh the coaching staff and of course the front office like, hey, we invested in this guy. Can you please use him? I see on first down, I'm like, I see Schoon out there, I'm like uh, last time I checked, Fergie was number one. I don't know why you're putting that man out there, but it's atrocious. The one drive they did well, Ferguson was the lead guy that whole drive. He beat uh, – why am I just completely Warner. blanking on the – Yeah, Warner. I just blanked on the best linebacker in the game. My bad. But, yeah. All right, well, was it good San Fran or was it bad Dallas? Okay, so hmm. – the win was good San Francisco. Them beating us was about them, how good they are. The blowout was about bad Dallas. Was about just, I mean, missed throws, bad play calls, bad defense, you know, minus. Um, the funny thing is we went into the year going, man, we're all set up. We just got to find a kicker. I don't know about this kicker. And now leaving this game, we're like, well, we're good at kicker. I don't know about anything else, but the kicker's good. So it's funny how that how that changed over five weeks. Well, I have it as more ba- – uh, no, uh, Tom Downey, uh, do you see him on Twitter? Oh, yeah. Tom I, Downey's one of my guys. Yeah, I No, I love I love his takes. The like you no like you said the loss the, the they're winning the game. It's San Francisco's a good team. Everyone you could have it to, uh, toss. I had legit 27-24. so I was legit thinking it was gonna be a good game, and somehow Dallas was gonna come out with the win. So I was never neglecting them. But um, we got Paul saying got kicked off the show. I don't know about that one, but. <laughs> Uh-uh, no, 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 definitely did not. He just he just didn't want to talk about how – if Dallas didn't show up, Paul doesn't have to show up. I think that's how, how Paul uh, uh, feels about it, you know? Oh, oh boy. And it's just going to mean you a lot, I feel like, with some of these games. <laughs> it could be. But, no, with that being said, Dallas losing the way he did was just atrocious. You can lose – if you – like I said, you lose a tight game, San Fran's a good team, right? Damn it, that sucks. You know, we'll go move on to the next week. You still have something to build on. To get blown out the way you did, are you kidding me? Like I wasn't even angry at all. I feel like I'm only 20 years old, so it sounds weird to sound like a parent, but like I wasn't mad. I was just disappointed. Like I wasn't I wasn't pissed off. I'm like this sucks. It's like, like it's what you expect. Mitchell hearing that is laughing now, and I'll tell you a story after the pod or one of these times about that statement. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. But I promise you, if Mitchell's still la- listening, he's definitely laughing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was – I picked the Niners to win, and I thought it would be a good game, a close game, but that the Niners would win because uh, because Dallas wasn't as mentally tough as them. And I got the 
destroyed for that take, by the way, for like a week. And then they came out and, and proved they were even less mentally tough than I thought that they would be because they just, they got annihilated and humiliated and only as bad as the coaching was, you know, only some of that could be when you're as talented as Dallas is and Niners more talented, but when you're as talented, you, you got to do something too. Like you can't just put it all on how bad the coaching was. And it was really bad, but I mean, you get, you got to take some pride as a player and it just feels like, they just weren't mentally tough enough to beat the 49ers. I completely agree. What part of this of the team are you most worried about? Coaching-wise, the offense, because uh, you know, they just they they've had their talent like this game. They had all five offensive linemen, the receivers are where there, they have both tight ends, like their running backs are all available, and they were awful. Personnel-wise, I mean, we gotta say the defense right now. <clears throat> healthy, I have no worry about them, but you're all pro corners gone, and he, boy, did he look missed bad. You're, li- you're one known linebacker that could play, not a hybrid, not anything else, that could play linebacker, and you know can do it, is gone. We hope Damone Clark, and I think Damone Clark will step in and actually play pretty well. I think he'll step up, but that he's gone. And it's just, you know, J. Lou's coming off an injury. Um, Deron Bland was injured in that game. Uh, the safeties have not looked as good as they did uh, in the past couple of seasons under Dan Quinn. Maybe that's something that the uh, offense has, uh, offenses, opposing offenses has figured out and learned to attack. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm worried about the defense more just because they're they have so many injuries if straight healthy yeah it would definitely be uh the offense i'll add on to that but I, uh, first uh paul has a request towards the end of the show. hold on <laughs> i have them here i can't have my shoes on because i'm in my massage chair there's the jordans oh shoot so they're purple i thought they were laker ones because i see the gold Oh, wait. See the gold and the purple and the 23. So I'm like, oh, these have got to be Laker, like LeBron or whatever. And then I went up to buy them and they were like, oh, nice. You're getting those Jordans. I'm like, huh? I don't know anything about shoes. So they looked really nice and I wanted them. So I bought them. It makes me feel better. I don't either. So (laughs) we're in the the same boat. I had no idea they were even Jordans. I'm a before the LeBrons that I got, which are right here, and those Jordans, the most expensive shoes I ever bought were ones that were customly made by my doctors because my feet are all messed up. <clears throat> and they were like my walking around regular shoes. And they were a ton of money, but insurance covered most of it. I only had to pay like a hundred something. The, the the most part I'm worried about on this team. Is the safeties? Jaron Curse is cooked. My lord, he's getting offsides penalties at safety. I know you want to jam. I know you want to jam George Kittle because George Kittle had three touchdowns against you. He's a phenomenal player, and I get it, brother. You couldn't stop a nosebleed. Donovan Wilson got hurt. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But Donovan Wilson got hurt. He wasn't playing well. He was getting late hits. Molly Cooker was was fine in the back end. But whatever. But your top two safeties that you pay, uh, you paid all three of them. So like 
Kurz and Wilson, awful, awful play. There's nothing good you can talk about. Like, oh, they were there. No, that was just a piss poor showing, and I'm kind of done already. The safeties were bad. Um, I'm hoping for bounce backs as they kind of get more into it. Dono didn't really have a, uh, you know, a, a, a um, off season. He got hurt early in training camp. Um, man, I hope Curse isn't. I mean, he, he. I hope it's not a thing where he's like, I'm not playing at the toppest level that I, the best level that I can because I'm one year and I don't want that big injury and to lose my chance at a payday. I hope that's not it. Um, but he, he's been poor and I love him, but he, he hasn't played well. Not at all. I don't think this year really, he hasn't erased anybody. It's, it's just awful. Which injury do you believe will impact the team the most out of this? I got to go LBE. Cause like I said before, they don't have a known line. I think, I believe Clark will come in and play well enough. Even if that's so, even if Clark replaces LBE, okay, who replaces Clark? And if one of those gets a cramp or a stinger or something where somebody's got to go out, who replaces them? We just said curse or hybrid linebacker hasn't been playing well. The other guy who plays down there is Wilson. He hasn't been playing well. Uh, Bell has played well, and I think he'll get some snaps, but I don't, uh, they got to get, I, I don't trust Malik Jefferson to be in there. Like he just, he hasn't been a guy like that. Like, he, they, people have tried to play him as a linebacker. It hasn't worked out. So uh, the LVE one is pretty scary because the team's weakness on defense is stopping the run, and now your one bigger-bodied linebacker is gone. The only thing I can get out of this, maybe, like, hopefully he'll come back, but who knows with his neck injury, that's terrifying. But stop putting him on the edge, for God's sake. Like he's not, he's not made to be like that. Okay, my answer: you're gonna think it's a homer pick, but he. I think it showed once he got Kevonte Turpin. Dude, Deuce Vaughn looked lost in the, uh, doing punt returns. Rico Dowdle almost fumbled his first kickoff return, and a, he's the only person on this team that Michael McCarthy knows how to use his speed. Brandon Cook should fill the role, but he's not going to because they just don't like him for some odd reason. But it's Kevontae Turpin. That touchdown was great. I got pumped up. I was like, maybe this is a turning point. But after he got hurt with a late hit, that wasn't called. But it's just that speed's gonna hurt mainly without losing an All Pro returner. He is he is a real threat every single time he's out on the field. He is he is a legitimate threat whether he's returning or as we saw passing game. You have to worry about the sweep. So, no, I, I have no problem with that pick. That It's real. It hurt my – I didn't even know until the legit later on, like, oh, hey, he's out for four to six weeks. I'm like, why? What happened? What did I miss? I, I found out today. I knew that he had hurt his leg, but I didn't – I wasn't watching the pregames. I couldn't I couldn't listen to – or the postgames. I couldn't listen to stuff about it. I was too much – like, damn, they got beat like that, that I didn't really want to be around it for that night. I didn't do my writing to the next morning. But the next morning, I found out no, it was a bad injury. He's, I was like, damn. So I was looking through. I haven't heard anything about Deron Bland, so I hope he's all right because, good Lord, if, if he's out, we're going to have trouble these next three games. Yeah. Well, with us talking about LV, uh, with you talking about LVE earlier, with him going to IR, 
What do you want the Cowboys to do with linebacker? Clark obviously is the new starter. He goes in. Um, I, I think you got to sign a vet. I mean, I think you, what else can you do? You have to, you, even if you bring up Jefferson, like that's two guys. I think you have to bring one in, at least sign a vet and put him on your practice squad, elevate him a few weeks. If he doesn't look good, he goes and hopefully LVE, LVE is almost back. Um, if he's on uh, IR, maybe you bring in one more vet and you elevate him three times. And if he, if either of them make a mark, you keep them. If they don't, you let him go till LEV, uh, once LEV, uh, LVE <laughs> comes back. LEV, LEV, LVE is his. Uh, See, I'm not the only one who stutters. Let's go. <laughs> I know. I, was, I, I kept trying to do that. LVE, and it kept coming out LEV. I don't know why. The only thing I can think of, because I don't really know the free agent market that well, it's October. So I'm not like, oh, it's this guy right off the top of my head. But if Denver's doing a fire sale, I would mind going to get a look at Josie Jewell. That's not a bad. What would it cost us? Because we're we're down a few picks this year already. Okay, so I know what we give him. We give him a fifth for Gilmore and a sixth for Cooks. A fifth for Gilmore, a fifth for Cooks, and a fourth for Lance. So we have, we have. Do we have a sixth? I think our sixth is gone for Hankins too. So we have no fourth, fifth, or sixth except for if we get a comp pick. I, yeah, I would do a conditionary seventh-round pick because even if – I think Joe Ewell's fine, but Denver can't get anything for anybody. Well, they, they swapped uh, picks for Gregory, but, like, Josie Jewell's cheaper. Like, I'm fine with just that to keep the tires. I saw people talking about that last night, but other than that, I don't know. I don't know who's selling already other than Denver with their piss-poor team. Yeah, that uh... – I would be all right with that. I would be okay with giving maybe a next year's day three pick if they, you know, if they wanted something a little more than the seventh. I'd be okay with that. That would make you feel a lot better. This this question has made me think for a while. You still believe in this team, Slash? Are they still contenders? I don't believe that they can beat San Francisco. I think San Francisco is too good. Not many teams will probably be able to beat San Francisco. I think that they would have a good game with Detroit. I think they could beat Philly just because we we play well versus our division. Dak's really good versus our division. That's just a thing. It's just like saying, like, we don't match up well with Niners. We do match up with Philly. I, I'll tell you, a bunch of Philly people would still be like, we'll play the Niners, thanks, because uh, Eagles with Dak is just that we give them trouble. Tom, our boy, Tom Stakes would tell you that. I've heard him on a on another pod say like we got to beat Dak because it's getting old losing to him every damn time. So I will say we're contenders if we don't run into San Francisco. We can play with people if we get back healthy. LVE comes back and 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 our our team's healthy around. Then then yeah, we'll be okay. This one is so tough for me because I'm only, of course, I'm only 20, but I feel like I go through the same shit show every year. You know, the same shit, different toilet with this. You go, like, me and Paul really got into this about the Cardinal game. That game, you even with three with three starters out, you expect to win. The team expected to win. They came out, didn't do, didn't care. 
yeah. they got and they got destroyed for it. It was a closer game, but no, they got they got pummeled for it. The San Fran, like, oh, this is it. This is our rivalry game. We're gonna play. You got blown out. <laughs> you got blown the f out on Sunday Night Football. Everybody's watching you. You finally can make a statement. Where were you? Honestly, I'm terrified of Philly just because of of McCarthy's play calling. Like Dak, Dak can be good, and Dak has always been good against Philly. With these, oh no, are these slants gonna scare you? Are these dump off routes of Pollard or Ferguson gonna scare you? No, they're gonna double CD Lamb again. They're hey, hey, beat us on the outside with Gallup or Cooks. Like every team is done. I'm terrified. I, Are we I sure that Arizona, we just didn't show up? Are we sure they didn't just out-scheme us, out-coach us? I don't want to say that about Jonathan Gannon. I don't want, I don't want to believe that. <laughs> don't don't want to believe that. Fair. But, but, I mean, like, two teams that play like that, and both of them kind of kicked our ass. One really talented one annihilated us, and one less talented one beat us pretty badly, yeah. and they do a lot of the same stuff. I I am a Dan Quinn believer, Dan Quinn truther. I love what he does. Two games now in the past three weeks, his defense has gotten absolutely annihilated by a great team in San Fran. Like honestly, it hurts me to say, but they're they're phenomenal. And the Arizona Cardinals. Like, brother, you can beat the Jets all you want. You can beat the Giants. You can beat the a team like the Patriots. None of those teams, none of those teams like that, are going to be in the playoffs. You're going to get a chip shot, be able to destroy somebody. Could they beat Detroit right now? It depends on what defense shows up. The offense, I don't think, can beat them. But it all depends. Steel is getting bullied. I think Aiden Hutchinson will have a big day, and all that. Oh no, I think right now with how I feel, Detroit wins. Hurts my soul. Uh, the, the odds, uh, the odds for winning the title, Detroit went over uh, Cowboys today. So, rightfully deserved. We deserve all the smoke right now. We got our asses kicked. And yeah. Just, you have any positive takes that can be taken from this game? Oh uh, man, I was trying to think of some, but like they held McCaffrey in decent check. I think he averaged three point five yards a carry. But I think a lot of that was, you know, he probably got some carries at the end of the game that were just like, here, take it up the middle, keep the clock going, you know. And everybody knew it was a run because they were whooping us. So I don't even know if that's a positive. So I I, I don't have much. I don't have anything. I, I got, like I said, a homework. that touchdown on Turpin I thought was cool. So that's a good take for me because he was finally used. He's gone though. I, what positives are you getting out of that? Let me have something. <laughs> you get nothing. Hey, no, I got one. Brandon Aubrey, baby. Oh, okay, best kicker yeah. in the league. Wait, why not your guy, Jake Ferguson? He's the one offensive weapon that did stuff. It. I, I can't say anything of that offense because you scored ten points. Fair. I, I was just saying to Turpin because he Tarp, your player that got hurt is the person that scored a touchdown. Your fifth receiver is the one who scored that touchdown. Not your phenomenal number one. Not the go-getter number two, Michael Gallup. Not Cooks. Not Fergie. Dude, it was just Turpin. 
It's just, I'm with you on Aubrey, though. That's the positive of so far through five weeks. Your big positive is your kicker's pretty friggin' good. So I saw the, the, this next question you put in. I feel like if, if we're gonna have any like decently like long discussion, it's gonna be this one. It's gonna be, except for his cap number last season. Do you want them to extend Dak, knowing what you know now about this organization? So basically, I put this question in, and the way I framed it, I put it on Twitter too. The way I was framing it is, let's take the like and how we like and dislike Dak out of it. And I was asking for, when people ask me, are they going to extend Dak? I say, well, they have no choice. They're stuck by the, the cap number is so high that they're going to have to extend him to, to move that cap number out. So other than that reasoning, knowing what you know about this GM, this owner, how they like to do things, would you, if they came to you and they go, we can't decide what we want to do, what do you want to do? And don't worry about the cap. We'll, we'll, we'll work out the cap if, if we shouldn't keep them. Would you extend Dak Prescott? And what is your reasons for that? And I'm start. you guys know I'm a Dak guy, but I'm starting to, I mean, I look at the coaching. Does he fit with how the way Jerry and them want to win football games? Defense, run the ball, 90s style. You know, they're not going to do motion. They're not going to do with the top teams. The top teams in the league, Kansas City, motion. You know, uh, 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 San Francisco, motion. Miami Dolphins, motion. Dallas sees that as like trick stuff. We want to line up. We out execute. We beat our guys. Can you win with Dak Prescott doing that? I don't know if you can. I, I I think if you get the right matchups, you can, but you're really narrowing. The GM style of play narrows how, how your owner wants to win, narrows your ability to win. Pairing that with a QB that, that plays the way Dak does also narrows it. If he goes to San Francisco, I would be like, oh, yeah, shit, yeah, Dak could win. Like, he, he would fit – Purdy too. You'd be good there. You know, something like that. Yeah. But if he went to Eagles or Dallas or Baltimore, you know, certain uh, running quarterback ones or certain ones that rely on the wrong Tennessee is another one. I don't know if Dak fits that, if Dak's going to work there. So, you know, if I'm not able to go, well, we have to do this. We have to do that. We have to do the other. I would probably lean towards, well, no, you don't. You don't want to extend Dak. You're just going to have to suck a few years or five years or seven years until you find that quarterback. And then that quarterback might be another Dak. You don't know. And that's the, you know, you either sit where you are and hope that, you know, matchups land right where you could win or you let the guy go and you're probably going to stink. And then you have to hope to hit one of those Burrow, Mahomes, you know, the type of guys that could win in a in a system, and there ain't many that that Dallas wants to run. So it, it it's a tough question. And I and I wanted to see where people went. And a lot of it just went to Dak Stinks, you know, and I just, you know, went by those. But I wanted to see how many people <clears throat> were like, Look, if we can't change the way the offense wants to run or everything, we need to get a guy with a better arm that's more accurate or that processes faster. 
Dak does all those things well. He's not bad at them. But in this offense, you have to be elite. At, you got to be Aaron Rodgers to win in, in the style of play that, that the GM and the, the owner GM wants to play. So that's why I framed it the way I did. And, um, and now I look to see what you say, my friend. I, I would say with what we have, I, I would understand if people didn't want to extend Dak. And it's more about the fit than it is about dogging on the player. I love Dak Prescott. You guys know that. No, this one, it's been wrapped around my brain for a couple of times. The main argument I have, so unless, like, like you said, you're just going to blow up the team and you're just wanting to suck, then you have a chance to get uh, – no, the Tank Bulls already won. You're not going to be able to get uh, – Caleb well, Williams. Yeah, Caleb – brother, I am having brain farts tonight. But, yeah, you're not going to get Caleb Williams. So that's the only person that I would be able to, like, hey, Dak sucks, you want to tank, try to get – you're not going to win. You're not going to win the Tank Bowl with Denver sucking Carolina's awful. So, I mean, Chicago has the first overall pick and all that. Right now, how are you willing to if – you're, so if you're not going to blow it up and everyone's just like, oh, we can just get another quarterback. This is going to be 2020 all over again. It's fine. Dak's hurt. Andy Dalton's going to come in. And this offense is going to right the ship, and we're going to be great. That didn't happen. You, If you want to still can compete, you, you're just going to have to because Dax, talent-wise, he is still top 10. The scheme – I hate the scheme. So, you know, if McCarthy doesn't fit with McCarthy, F him, man. Like, <laughs> get, get out of my face talking about how – dude, this pissed me off right before the second half starts. Like, hey, we got to get fast, explosive, first down, running the ball right the middle. Uh, that's – but – who are you going to get to get better? Are you somehow going to trade your entire team for Mahomes? No, the Chiefs will never do that in a million years. Are you somehow going to get Burrow? No. It was, even if you somehow could, he just got paid. You're going to do that. Who are you going to get that's better right now? You can find people that maybe fit better, but it's not going to be better talent-wise. Then he won't, they won't be able to win the big game either. That's kind of the, the way that the question's framed up is it goes, would you prefer being competitive but unlikely to win, but you're at least competitive, but you're probably a second-round team that gets eliminated, a playoff team that gets eliminated before the championship game, or would you and, – and you hope that you can make a run there, or would you rather blow it up and over the next five years hopefully hit on a badass quarterback who gives you a better chance – at winning a a Super Bowl, that's kind of the the two ways to go about it. Which one do you think is – which would you choose out of those two? I think with both coaching regimes, though, with the Garrett era and the McCarthy era, it's, it doesn't matter what Dak does. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna do exactly what you said. They're going to be in the playoffs. Like The Cowboys are going to still have like 10, 12 wins this year. I know it's going to happen. They're going to draw you back in. And they're going to be like, dude, this is it. We're back, baby. We're going to win. And then we we lose again. That's what always happens. So I don't I don't, I don't think Mahomes could write this ship. I, it's the scheme. If you can have a great team, but if you don't have a good scheme, it doesn't matter what talent you have. It, it's stupid. I, right now, you got, you have to extend that. Unless you have – apparently you saw into the future, Trey Lance is godly. Then we'll talk about it. But that's not going to be a conversation for at least two, three years. So 
That's right now. You just have to. So you're an extend deck. All right. Fair. I, I want to be competitive. That 2015 season destroyed by soul. So I don't want to go through another rebuild. So right now, yes, I want to stay competitive. Man, I don't know. I, I like that Eagles way of like, I don't, I, I don't think this guy could take us all the way. Uh, I want to re, you know, just blow it up and then try to rebuild a team around that. Now, issue with that is they have a good GM and we don't. So, in saying that, you're probably right. I don't know if they could build a competitive team enough, uh, regardless of the QB. They 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 got to get like somebody crazy elite, like unbelievable QB, like Aaron Rodgers style. Otherwise, they're they're not going to be, uh, you know, it just is what it is, unfortunately. And now I'm sad. Yeah. I hate I hate talking about it. But more and more I think about it, it's like the same thing as Garrett. McCarthy's not the guy. But guess what? With Jerry Jones, you're never going to have the guy. That. You need someone strong-willed who's going like, to actually work with your team to work towards their strengths. McCarthy comes in, Kellen Moore comes in, hey, I have an idea what I want to do. We're going to run that. I don't care if – Dax more mobile or not. We're running this scheme. That's what we're going to do. Tony Pollard, I'm going to use you as a bruiser. I know you're like 205 pounds. I'm still running you up the middle 18 times a game. We've never we've never had a coach, of course, besides Jimmy Johnson, but I'm not getting anywhere near that conversation, that is instilled his will. It's like, hey, you're, you're good at this. Let's do this to work with your strength. It's never going to happen. Yeah. Our, our owner GM believes deep ball passes or trick plays. <laughs> That's so depressing. I think this might be the most depressing Mike's view from the sideline, but let's hear it. None. I got no. What, what am I going to tell you? They sucked. What view from the sideline? They got their ass kicked. That was the view. You want to know what the view from the sideline is? Everything y'all saw, they got their ass kicked. That's the view from the sideline. <laughs> I right, Mike. Well, true or false? Mike McCarthy has made the offense regress. I mean, you got to say true to that. I mean, the numbers just say it has in, in all aspects. It's his Dak's worst start, CeeDee Lamb's worst start, Tony Pollard's worst start, and he was a reserve, you know, so he efficiency-wise. Overall yards, he has more because his carries are up. But it just, uh, yeah, I mean, it's regressed under Mike McCarthy. You got to be fair about it. Uh, I like Mike. I, I, I was a Kellen Moore fan, but I understood why they let them, why they let him go. And I hope Mike McCarthy would improve it. But as to this far, it has been worse. I, I had such high hopes because I was so tired of the Kellen Moore offense of the stick routes and trying to do all this intricate stuff that the wide receivers didn't know how to do. But no, I'm completely on the same boat. It's true. It, it pains me. Mike McCarthy can be a good coach. He he adjusts well when he doesn't have to think about other things. Stop it. These d- red zone awful. Now I can't even talk about you know the between the twenties because the offense didn't want to do anything. So it's just all around just atrocious. And I it, the worst thing is what are we gonna do? Give the play call to Brian Schottenheimer who's been fired multiple times. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying about the GM owner. It's, yeah, it's it's bad. It's it's coming from the top, is the problem. All right, one word. This game showed Dallas's weaknesses. 
run defense and the offensive play calling and and somewhat the o-line somewhat the quarterback the deficiencies of the quarterback so you know that's uh that it, it that's what it did the weaknesses you, you just had to steal my word you just had to steal my word. Did you use that? Oh yes! Come on, <laughs> we got our asses kicked. Like there's nothing more. He's like, it's. I was thinking maybe you'd use a big word to like look cool. Deficiencies. I'll use deficiencies, and you use weaknesses. <laughs> Same word. Yeah. No, but it's just every facet. Like like I said earlier, Dan Quinn completely out coach Kyle Shannon's like I know you were my head coach when we lost the Super Bowl I'm gonna kill you he did too yeah Mike McCarthy offense couldn't move and when they did turnovers Pollard fumble that place uh three Dak interceptions Mike uh Michael Gallup wanted to play volleyball again so that was cool to watch it's just I'm not confident anymore like I'm always optimistic at the beginning of the season like, oh, I'm tired of saying on paper this team can do it you look across the board. This team can so easily do it. And it's like, oh, injuries. Savant, uh, I mean, not Savant. Trayvon Diggs would have helped this team this game. Yes, he would have. Is he stopping the run? Is he stopping George Kittle? No. Oh. Then what are you going to do? It's nothing more than piss poor play by the players and the coaching staff not knowing what to do. It was It was real bad. This game was bad, bad. Can we stop talking about this game? Actually, yes, we can, because now here's our top five. Top five movie franchises. What's your number five? Die Hard. A little known fact. I was never going to have kids. I hate children. I don't want them. But if I ever did, I was going to name mine uh, McLean John Crumb, because all the names, Matt, Mike, Mitch, we always do M's. So the fifth one obviously was horrible. I know that. It was not good. Everybody knows that. But... um. The first, third, and fourth were as good action movies as you can get. I love all three of those. Two was decent. Uh, and I just love that character. So, yeah, Die Hard. Die Hard barely beats out the, the Riddick series, which I also really, 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 really love. And I love that character. I wanted to get him in there, but um, I got to give Die Hard the edge. So my five and four kind of go together, but I chose Spider-Man for my fifth because I'm talking about like the Tobey Maguire, so like all this stuff that's not technically not Marvel canon or whatever. Is but now. I, well, yes, I'm, but I'm talking about the actual like series and stuff. Yeah. I love Tobey Maguire. I still like Andrew Garfield. I feel like he gets way too much hate for his movies. The, the enemies weren't that great, but they are still great Spider-Man. I had a super fun time watching it, and I was just kind of hopeful for more. But yeah, and then this is going to kill you, but only because I, when I love something, I love them to pieces. So I didn't care. Most people don't care for them that much. But number four is Marvel. Okay. So I'm going to put this out there so people know I did not put Marvel in because there was just, I I agree. It would have been in my top three, but there was just so many movies that I was like, how do I break? Do I do like, well, I like the Spider-Man's out of them or the uh, Iron Man. There was so many because Mitchell said the same thing. We got to have Marvel in there. And I was like, well, the reason I'm leaving it out is because there's 30 movies and then there's Deadpool and Venom. And and there's just there was too many to where I didn't want to break it down. So the only reason that's not in my top five is for that reason. 
Now continue. Good choice. It belongs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. Paul said this earlier, like in the chat, but you know, uh, he sometimes has like the delay problem. Yes. He's, he's even when he's watching the show, he's delayed because he's talking about the our whole Dak conversation. Which he oh, has, a, you know, he has a good take. He said, "Give me Dak for the next three to five years and the chance of playoffs." So me and uh, me and Paul are on the same side with this, but it just it kind of made me giggle a little bit. We're on the top five franchises, sir. Catch up. <laughs> no, Pretty Marvel, because I the first Iron Man movie, like besides one of the ones I'm going to talk about in a little bit, made me fall in love with superheroes because Robert Downey Jr. played his ass off, and it was just so good. All that. New Spider-Man, eh, I'm really pumped for you know Deadpool to finally be a part of Marvel because I love those movies and all that. They, they have X-Men that are finally coming in with their new Marvel base. Like, it's, Everything's adding up to be really good. But, yeah, it's not as high as the other ones because, like I said, once I like something, it, it turns into like a cult classic for me already. Although, what is your number four? My number four is the Nolan Christopher Nolan's Batman series, The Dark Knight. Uh, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, it was the only DC one that was even in the range of Marvel. To be clear, Marvel would be ahead of it if I was having it in my top five. I excluded it for the reasons I mentioned. Um, but yeah, I, I got the Nolan movies are just absolutely incredible. As good as any superhero stuff that's ever been made yeah i could not agree more that um, i'll get into that in a little bit you just kind of yeah, went up, you, you went up. up my list man you went up my list my third the equalizer movies dude oh my god some of the goriest stuff i've ever seen denzel it's peak like Oh my God! Seeing the, the third one this year, like, like, oh no, it's gonna be bad. It's twenty twenty three. I'm terrified. Absolutely good. murders. Yeah, Antoine Fuqua is a great filmmaker too. That guy, that guy knows how to make gritty, um, you know, enjoyable films. Even he he makes good stuff around the action, so it doesn't all have to rely on just you know, the fight scenes. And yeah, I like Equalizer. I've I've been around a lot longer, so I have a lot more <laughs> stuff than to put Equalizer in, but it's a good series. No. The thing is though, because when you look at when you look at Denzel like in the movies like this guy can't do shit. Like what what are you gonna do? Murders an entire mafia team. Murders the biggest dudes possible because you know what he was secretly trained. Yeah. Dude, like, oh my god! I've never seen like besides like John Wick. I haven't seen this in straight action movies. This that gore. You've seen Equal, of course. You've seen Equal Other too, right? Oh yeah, I've seen them all. I own them all. Oh, dude, that back neck next like, at the end of the movie. I'm like, I was like, oh, oh fuck! <laughs> like, I was just staring at it. I'm like, oh, I, I love that series. Second one, low key Pedro Pascal. That was kind of where he started to break out after that. Oh, he's a great villain. Yeah. Absolutely great, and it just it just ties so much, so many things in with his past and all that. All right, what's your three? Uh, my third is Back to the Future. Do I even have to go over yeah. why that's amazing? It's Back to the Future. My top three are like duh ones. Like it just is what it is. Back to the Future is all time wonderful. It's it could have been one. If you if somebody put it one, I wouldn't care. 
I just put them in my order, but the top three could have went in any spot you wanted. So Michael J. Fox, biggest man. If I could take like one thing away, that would be the one. Even, uh, uh, you know, blessed to Kobe. I would love that, but I would have took Michael J. Parkin, uh, Michael J. Fox Parkinson's away so that he could have done it another 20, 30 years worth of movies. He He's an all-timer, man. They'd have probably done another Back to the Future, and that makes me sad that we didn't get that. I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't. Uh, those are just phenomenal movies I remember watching when I was younger a lot. You know, that go on the car ride home. All right, well, my second one, it sounds kind of familiar to something you were talking about earlier. I chose Dark Knight. It's that bad of oh, yeah. Dude. So, of course, I talk to Shane a lot on Twitter. Like, me and him are bros. The first thing that man texts me is a video from the Dark Knight movie. That's great. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just everything is so perfect. Like, the first one is great. I loved uh, Liam Neeson as the main villain. You don't see that because you see Ra's al Ghul, like, oh, he's he's going to be Asian. And then you see tall-ass Liam Neeson saying, oh, yeah, I'm the League of Shadows. Perfect. Christian Bale, my favorite Batman of all time. Agreed. Easy. And then I don't even need to talk about The Dark Knight. I don't. Heath Ledger, the best performance I've ever seen from a villain. Completely insane. Yeah. And even the it's third elite. one I didn't think was bad either with Bane. It could have been better. But they set up everything for a fourth movie, and they never did. I was so pissed. They have the guy who's going to finally play Robin, find the Batcave. He just, no. But the third one did make me cry. When you see Alfred, just completely just bawling. I still cry at that scene. Oh, no, it destroys me. Seeing uh, Michael Caine just go into it. I'm like, dude, stop. Why would you do this to me? All right, what's your number two? Also Anne Hathaway in the cat. Bruh, let's yeah. go. <laughs> Number two is Harry Potter. I'm not even going to go over it. It's, it's great. It's it's the one, I would say it's the one series that I don't instantly go, books are better. The movies were equally good as an incredible set of books. Unbelievable set of books. And the movies somehow managed every time when you thought, well, they're not going to be, this one's not going to be as good as the book was. Every time they nailed it. Like, even when they split and I was furious. And I'm like, I know there's just a big ass book and there's plenty. Why are you? And they split it perfect. I was like, no, this is this is amazing. They did an unbelievable job. So Harry Potter. I, I don't need to go into more. Well, I am, of course, my number one is one that you don't have to explain. Me and you have talked about this so many times off here. It's Star Wars, dude. My childhood. My childhood is all Star Wars. We didn't know how good the prequels were. Until we saw what the sequels are, <laughs> yep. and so going back on it, they start the Clone Wars, which starts the uh, my favorite animated show of all time, and the Clone Wars on Cartoon Network, and all that. It's just it's everything is well, movies one through six. Let me put that out there, and of course, like Rogue One is great. Uh, besides, like the sequels, I'll add all of them for my because that's my number one too. Yeah. And I I watched Force Awakens last night, and I I love that movie. I absolutely think it's fantastic. I don't think that the two that followed were bad, but they didn't live up to that, to to the start of it. But um, I, I love every Ahsoka, Obi-Wan show, Mandalorian. You can't find Bad Batch, 
Clone Wars, basically anything that has a Star Wars character or background or is from their planet or has force in it, I like. So, you know, I, I'm just, I'll watch them all. The second the second one, The Attack of the Clones, probably my least favorite Star Wars movie. And it was like a 7 out of 10. Like, it's not like I was like, oh, what a 2. What a, I didn't really like um the 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 chemistry between the two main uh Padme and 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 Anakin I didn't really like their chemistry and that's why that movie's lower for me but uh but I love it's Star Wars I love them all but it's so hard to go anything wrong with it like it's and mainly with uh Dave Filoni now getting control of Star Wars oh. are you kidding me the man who made the Clone Wars Bad Batch Rebels, uh, George Lucas's right hand man. Yeah, I mean, he was George Lucas's guy. Um, there's no better George Lucas couldn't have been like a Disney. This is the guy, this is my replacement. He couldn't have picked a better guy. That is the guy. So, I mean, they nailed it. How did we almost go an hour? I wanted to do like 30 minutes, man. What happened? We're good at what we do, Mike. We're good are at what we, we do. I think we're, we're, I think we're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> End it. I'm ready to finish the fourth quarter of this. We're wrapping it up, baby. I, Mike, where can we find you? At CD Piglet. Nice and easy, guys. I'm Brendan. I'm Brendan Smith. You can find me at Brendan underscore Smith 26. Well, you know, you heard Mike. I, I guess we're done. See you. Look at this. Jesus. Look at this phone. Why? I tell you all I'm on the podcast. Golly. <laughs>